Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Thanks for tuning into The Pinball Show. On episode 71, Dennis and I discuss Feeling the Funk, a recent Jersey Jack interview, a recent interview on Jersey Jack, Mirko, 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 what makes Steve Ritchie sad, what makes Steve Ritchie happy, new Wonka code and a creator's speech for change, Stern Ocho and production delays, Spooky Pinball's Halloween and Ultraman stream reveal reactions. Chicago Gaming's launch of remake number four, Hardy Boy Deep Sleuth, Pinball Market Trims, and Cash Me Outside, How About Death. Hopefully you're not squeamish because this week the pinball show is coming in hot. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pinball Show. This is episode 71. We took a week off last week, and I'm back. Dennis is back. How are you feeling, Din Din? I'm fine, but I was so worried when I only heard the correspondence last time. Oh, I was so worried. I wasn't worried. I didn't care. No. <laughs> that is almost like the encapsulation of what I've always wanted, a pure news pinball podcast. Really? Yeah. It didn't feel that great. It felt fast and efficient, and I like those things. Oh. And the people, they like it too. No jazz The feedback dance. has been phenomenal. Has phenomenal, it? Zach. Really? Actually, I had no none? feedback, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, no one, no one reached out to other than other than. Is there no episode? I was like, didn't you guys just download it? It's been out for like four hours. Oh yeah, well it was five minutes, so I got through it and forgot. Well, full transparency to the listener, I'm not too proud to admit that last week I was in a pretty bad funk, like a, an emotional mental health funk, uh, and I'm not used to that, and I didn't feel like doing a podcast. Nor did I feel like playing pinball or much of anything. So, yeah, took the week off. Almost. You still put together the correspondence. It took everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, but here you are. You're back now, ready to go, excited to cover this week's news. I'm in a better mood. Uh, it helped that I listened to the last Eclectic Gamers podcast, listener. And I fixed my sound. for. I was so upset with the prior episode. <laughs> you were like, pretty beat up. up about that. Oh my God. It was, you know, it wasn't bad enough to just kill it, but it wasn't good. Uh, and I've been, I just, it was such a rookie mistake too. I was so annoyed. Anyway, it but we're not here to talk about that. It happens. But I was listening to that and I heard that you had finally gotten your hands on some of the newer titled pinball machines. I am, I'm like, I, I can't say I'm all caught up, but I'm mostly caught up. You're pretty caught up. I'm mostly caught up at night. You mostly. just can't take away the feeling you had playing GNR, unfortunately. Oh my, I was so, I, I was so disappointed that I was disappointed. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, but was it that bad? I, I just pretty strong. I didn't enjoy. Now I misreported on EG, and I'll have to put a correction on EGP. It, it was a standard. It was not the LE. Oh, 
Okay, that I, changes I miss, some I miss things. Set it. I misset it on the episode, but it didn't have the uh, the guitar ramps and stuff. Yeah, it didn't have the upper playfield kind yeah, of Yeah, it okay. didn't have the upper playfield. And I just, yeah. I or was the full just, light show, to be fair. But compared to most other games, Absolutely. like Sterns Absolutely. and stuff, that's still a really good light show. It like, holds up, yeah. Up, above. So, uh, yeah, I was just... I knew from watching footage that it didn't look like a gameplay style that suited me. I just, I thought I would like it at least a little more than I did. I'm going to be honest though. If you didn't like the standard, I, I don't think you're going to like the L E C E. It it wasn't like shooting the left orbit was my big problem with it. It was just the, the way the rules were and the way the game felt just, I just, I just didn't care for it. Okay. A bit Keith Johnson multibally. Uh, I mean, there was that. It was just the, uh, the. I mean, the biggest thing I have with it is, you know, it's a risk reward game, which I like. Except, you're running the risk for minutes. It's like building the jackpot up for minutes, and so, like, strategically, I understand the value in, in like, competitive. I knew I needed to do that at one. I wasn't able to, but I knew what I needed to do mm-hmm. to catch up. But. That's just a really long time for pinball to run that level of risk and just going back into the scoop and getting another addable. I just there's a there was a tedium to it sure. that I just didn't care for. I actually echo some of that same critique. Uh, the more that I own it, the more that I play it, the more that I compare my scores to others in the field, I see a reliance. Glenn Chaser. It's a, it's a reliance upon that that song jackpot. And mm. getting the items to maximize multipliers and song jackpots. And that's not my style of play. It's like there's one currently, at least with the current code, it seems like there's one right way to play it. Mm-hmm. And that would be okay if I liked that one right way, but it just wasn't, was not for me. But I do think I could see where uh, in a homeowner environment, it would probably fare better than it is a location. Sure. Game. Sure. And it just, it stands out. It's got moments of plenty, even though I, I heard you guys say it doesn't. Uh, plenty of moments, but for me, yeah, I I want to be rewarded for going. I like the lights those. and the sound. It's hard not to like that, yeah. Yeah, okay. but I liked it. I like those parts. Did you play Mando? No, they had it, but I never could get on it. Like oh, I, I, I showed up early before the tournament, but there were always people on it, and then I never drew it in tournament. Mm. I did play Led Zeppelin though. Oh, and and I did not care for that one either. Oh, shit. I I enjoyed it more than I did GNR, but oh that game and again this was a pro. Okay. And wow, you know normally I like I love flow based games and stuff, but wow is that game barren. It is it is lacking a Big Mac, yeah. And I didn't I didn't get enough time on it to figure out the rules to it. So I mean the shots most of them felt good. I didn't care for the upper flipper shot and just hitting that stand up and it bouncing mm-hmm. out. Uh, I didn't care for that. The rest of the shots were, but again, it felt very much like a lot of Steve Ritchie's I've played. It's like, oh yeah, well I can backhand this shot. It's I a good can do shooter, this yeah. and this and this. So yeah, the rule set to ACDC, you know, mm. two point so. Okay, well I mean I just went for my my flashy my flashy light shots and I I won it when I needed to win it. So oh, nice. my my method was working, but yeah, it was it just it was too like. I didn't. I can't say I disliked it, but I would never contemplate owning it. Mm. I feel like that. Yeah, I'm fairly indifferent to it in general. Uh, this kind of like my response to monsters. I'm just kind of flat to it. It's. I don't mind playing it. I. I would never rank it as a bad game, but I don't. I don't feel anything for it. I. 
Okay. And despite me really liking the band. Anything else that you played that was new-ish? Avengers, maybe? Uh, yes. I And I didn't know at all what I was doing on that, but that one was still fun. I don't either, but I still like playing it. I was. I talked to one of our better players after I played it, and he, he owns it. And so he was explaining, like, what... Because to me, it was sort of like... I came up to him and I said, I enjoyed Avengers, but I like Jurassic Park more. Like, mm. if I'm going to rank my Elwins, I would say... That so far, and I have very limited Avengers time, it would be Jurassic Park, Avengers, then Iron Maiden. And he goes, yeah, I could see that when you don't understand the rules, like Jurassic Park's more approachable. But knowing about this and stacking the gems and when you do, you know, do the particular modes in Avengers, it gets really, really fun. Yeah. I was like, OK, I yeah. didn't I didn't understand enough to know that. But the shots alone were fun. And what I was doing was really working for me. So that, yeah, phenomenal that I shooter, really liked. just a phenomenal shooter. Yeah, so I I really enjoyed that, and I'm trying to think if I played any other new ones. They had a Hot Wheels, but it was the same situation. I could not get on it, and I did not draw it. What about Rick and Morty? Have you got a hold of one of those? No, they didn't have it there. And Turtles, uh, my understanding is Turtles isn't on location anywhere in Kansas City right now. Oh, wow. That's surprising. I mean, maybe it's. I only asked about the three main locations that the tournaments happen at, so maybe it's somewhere else. Didn't didn't have a multimorphic there on location? No, we've never had. A I still mo- haven't played heist. Yeah, I want to play heist. I mean, normally I would have gotten to play it at TPF because they they have a big booth, and I have always. Uh, I think every year I've been at TPF, I've taken time to play the the multimorphic stuff in. Again, it's one of those systems which has never caught my interest to want to buy, but I always want to try all the new stuff, and mm-hmm. I always respect all the engineering that goes into it. All right, money aside, if you were going to buy a pinball machine that was created in the last five years. What would you buy? I think I'd still probably lean towards the Jurassic Park. Okay. No argument or, there. Th- this may be more than five years ago. Oh, oh gosh. I, uh, uh, would be, you know, I've still, I still find myself thinking, you know, Dennis, you should have gotten the Attack from Mars remake. It is your favorite game from you the You do 90s. say that. Yeah. I just, I really, the thing is, there's like always an Attack from Mars on location. And that's still true. It's just after having a year plus where I didn't have location play, I, I started to go, gosh, that sure would have been nice in this lineup. A lot of people would love them to rerun that. Come on, guys, give up on your cactus give us attack we got something we got something new from cgc coming we'll talk about here today also coming very soon i think next week's the week dennis i believe next monday we will embark if everything plays out on the uh, merchandise collection for these listeners to help support the show oh you've been teasing this for months it's been a lot of work months been a lot of work years some might say it's been a lot of work but uh it's finally coming to completion. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Does one of them say the pinball show along the side of an above-ground pool? Damn it. That's a really good idea. I know. See if we can I know. That's what that I'm here in. for. I'll call the artist. So be on the lookout. We're going to probably have a special next episode of the pinball show. And uh, that's all I'll say. But it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So if you want to support the show, you can do so that way. And I believe we will put some smiles on people's faces and smiles on your chest i guess can you put some with a knife but then well maybe some pants <gasps> i've said too much <laughs> let's see what the correspondents have beep, 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 beep. it's time for tpn industry news hi this is ken rudberg with your jersey jack update jersey jack released a re-envisioning of the code for willy wonka and the chocolate factory this week The code version number reflects this huge change, 
It's moved all the way up to version 2.0. The overall focus of this code update appears to make the game more accessible for the average player. In other words, easier. This was done by lowering the number of shots that need to be hit to start certain modes and adjusting the scoring values upward. This change should make some owners happy, many of whom complained about the game being too difficult and that much of its content remained extremely hard to get to. There are also some other interesting changes like new gumball achievements, updated display effects, and an added secret super skill shot. Programmer Joe Katz has been working on this version of the code for a while, and it's sure to add desirability to a game that's already trending up. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Hello and welcome to The Pinball Show's Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, now that the dust has settled after the bombshell news over at Stern that not one, but two of their beloved designers and programmers have left in Steve Ritchie and Lyman Sheets, what else could be brewing over at the world's largest pinball company these days? Well, courtesy of Jersey Jack's communication director, Ken Cromwell, who in a recent interview with their newest employee, Steve Ritchie, this week, teed up a juicy Easter egg there could be more shakeups on the horizon at Stern and that old Steve may just have a few more tricks up his sleeve yet. Not only with new designs at JJP, but with the assembling of a new design team as well. In the interview, Ken asks, Going back to your design team concept, are you in a situation where, I mean, are you recruiting? Are you looking for anyone to join you? Do you have any idea what you're going to do with that? Steve's answer was yes, but it's low key right now because I have so much to do here to get started. Hmm, could other former co-workers of Steve soon be joining him on the Jersey Jack side of the pinball mountain? And specifically, could JJP be the future home of the now wandering and formerly co-designer at Stern in Lyman Sheets, who has yet to declare a new home? And could others from Stern also be getting ready to jump ship soon? Where there's smoke, there's usually a fire somewhere, so stay tuned as this reporter has a feeling this story ain't over yet. But beyond all that hellabaloo, let's get back to what's on the mind of most pinball fans, and that is what's up next for Stern Pinball. Could it be the ever-present whisper of an industry-changing announcement of online connectivity that will herald in the next chapter in the modern age of pinball? Or will it be another cornerstone announcement of the much-rumored Godzilla title from Stern's design hero of Keith Elwin? Or could the next announcement be a John Borg-designed Rush music pin? Or will it be something completely unexpected like a Joe Kamenkow Harry Potter announcement? Or possibly even a Back to the Future machine starring Michael J. Fox himself? Great Scott! Back to the future! 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 Hold me, Zach and Dennis, hold me. So many questions to be answered in September, but for now, we sadly shall have to wait and see. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hi, and welcome to this week's SHIT update with Dr. John on The Pinball Show. Not too much to report, but an interesting YouTube video came out featuring Nick Castle, who played the original Mike Myers in Halloween, having a go at 
playing the Halloween Pinball Machine from Spooky. If you search Halloween Pinball on YouTube and look for the one featuring Nick Castle, you'll find the clip, which goes for 10 minutes and shows a couple of interesting things. Number one being, generally, people have no idea how to play pinball, including how to start the game and then how to plunge the game, let alone what a ball save is. The second main thing is, he doesn't really have ham hands. But worth a look, good publicity. It has already had over 3,000 views, so all publicity is good publicity, even though the game is sold out and you can't get it, it's still good for pinball. Nothing too much from Haggis. We're waiting for the lockdown to end in Melbourne so they can start the build in earnest, and I'll keep you posted. That's it for this week. Catch you all again soon. Matt Morrison here with your Chicago Gaming Company update for the week. Could Friday, August 20th, be the day we see the long-rumored Cactus Canyon remake? I'm hearing Ryan White and Butch Peel are going to be at the Southern Fried Gaming Convention in Atlanta. A quick peek at the schedule, 7 p.m. Friday, in the Chancellor Room, a seminar titled Chicago Gaming, Past and Present. Yours truly will be there with an update from the show floor. Could this be it? In five short days, we will find out. Talked with a few distributors, and the list are long for an LE version of this long-rumored title. So if you're in the market for one, I would probably try to get on a list before this thing is shown, because I think it's going to be sold out pretty quick. All right, that's it for this week. Back to you guys. All right, Dennis, that was the correspondence. They did an impeccable job. We always appreciate them, Zach, and everything they do, especially when they have to carry an entire episode alone. I feel like they're getting better. I really do. No. Not really. Oh, I think they are. But I'm tr- I've been trying to be more encouraging to make them feel better about themselves. Is it working? No. <laughs> Am you, I the motivational speaker you've been looking for? You and motivational and encouraging just in the same sentence. Bit of an oxymoron there. Mm, it sounds inaccurate. I think I'm the pretty motivational. The guy in pinball. Well, when are those charts going to be updated, by the way? Yeah, I'm pretty happy with the prior survey, so why would I do that? Well... I'm going to look into it. Mm, no. I'm still not in the top 50, so. Well, you're a controversial being. I'm on the pin side, page four. That's where I'm at. Maybe you're at the top in the EM section. <laughs> Jersey Jack pinballs in the news in good and bad ways. Mm. Oh, Jersey Let's start Jack. with the good. Um. Okay. You want me to shift our notes no. here? <laughs> <laughs> Start with the bad then. Whatever you want. Jack Winery was interviewed on the Pinball News Pinball Magazine Pinball Podcast this past it's week. It's actually only Pinball News and Pinball Magazine Podcast, not Pinball Podcast. Really? Yeah, I, I reconfirmed it. Shit. Okay. In P- my uh, P- podcast. PMP. Yeah. Okay. I think they decided saying pinball twice was good enough. They didn't need it thrice. Okay. Jack Winery spoke about the company offering customers a reduced rate for the GNR Playfields uh, information that we dropped two weeks ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was not a big fan of that solution at the time. And you know what? I'm still not a big fan. Nor is a lot of pe- nor are a lot of people. Nor is a lot of people. Where do you go there? Nor is a hmm. lot of people. Nor are I a like lot of is. people. I like is. Nor is a lot of people. Mm, feels better with R. A lot then of people change it up. Hump inside are arguing that uh, I shouldn't have to, even if it is a reduced cost, I shouldn't have to pay that much if there is playfield chipping or clear coat issues, as you echoed two weeks ago. 
I mean, within a limit, I mean, to me, obviously, at some point, a warranty does need to end. But sure, sure. most of the reports I'm familiar with are these are very early situations. Mm-hmm. Is this not a warrantied item? Uh, if you look in their, in their warranty, it is not. It is wow. Not. This is, I, I believe this would fall under typical wear and tear. Within, like... A certain number of plays, though, really? I don't know if they do it. What's so plays, typical about that? It seems, hmm. Mm. I mean, mm. I could see, I, I believe you that that's what the warranty indicates. I'd have to I go just, back and see what the uh, actual wording is, but they, they put a disclaimer in there. Uh, they changed that warranty up last year, I believe. And I, and I thought I had heard about that. It's just, uh, okay, so I get that like strategically, but, but functionally, are we really at a position with pinball right now with, with a company saying that? You know, games are to be expected to have their art chip away immediately. There's no argument. Why clear them at all? Then I I can't argue against that. There's no devil's advocate here. Believe me. I'm just. I mean, it's uh, the the snarky part of me wants to say way to stand behind your product Mm -hmm. to go with that approach because the whole point of the clear cut here you're catering to homeowners now. This does not align with that. And you can't hide behind a shield of, well, operators didn't care anymore because these games are way more expensive now and you're targeting homeowners specifically. They're going to have these expectations. Yes, some of the people are getting whiny over pretty minute stuff, Mm -hmm. but art actually chipping away from posts and stuff with less than 100 plays is not something we're used to. That's certainly a problem. The odd thing I is mean, that we're even talking about it. I, I always hear yeah, that there's I only just, one just, person I mean, that talks about it. But Back in the EM era, you didn't have art wear away within 100 plays on an uncleared play field. This is just silly now. This has gotten silly. Times have changed, Dennis. Clear coat uh, solutions. Apparently. Back chemicals. in my day, yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers when they didn't chip away. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. Uh, another controversial thing that came out of this interview was that Jack Winery, he, he knew he was going to be asked the question of Playfield clear code issues. So PNPMP did ask about that. Right. But the result was him suggesting almost that the clear code issues, he almost played like the Col- uh, Columbo, like, eh, I don't know. My, may, that could be that like the customers are causing some of these issues. You know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like, so he, he, that's where he went. Oh, oh Dennis. Oh, that's oh. adorable. What are you? He could have said anything. I would have rather him said my fucking dog ate it. Like, what? Oh. And why not just request that part edited out? As a business, I'm like, you know what? What I just said actually makes no sense. I would like for you guys well, uh, professionally in, to edit that out fairness, prior to upload. I guess if playing your game causes it, then it is kind of your fault. But, oh. but I mean, the way that sounds sounded is it's kind of like you know they're coming, they're getting these, they're getting these games, and they're just like let's open them up and let's take a chisel and just start chip, chip, oh. chipping away. What he, uh, to be fair, what he was referring to, he didn't explain it very well. What he was referring to, because I've heard him talk about this before. Remember, he did come out publicly and said, whatever you do, don't take off the posts. Don't, until we figure this thing out, don't, don't do anything to your game or you'll void the warranty kind of thing. Remember that? That was, that was Willy Wonka. Uh, that was, yeah. So are we still under a, a postorium? 
Is that what we say? I, a moratorium post, on post removal? Are we still officially on a postorium? Because I, um, I think my, rub, my rubbers with, might though. be snapping on some of these posts at this point. I think he's sticking with, you know, a lot of customers are taking off their posts, thus worsening the issue. That I think that's well, what he was why not trying say to that? say. But it didn't come out as that. It came out as almost <laughs> like a. Uh, there's just a couple people experiencing this issues, and of those, I I can't be for sure that all of them didn't cause these problems themselves by doing so. It, look, here's here's the truth: um, customers that have playfield issues, if you went messing around with them and trying to pull up that clear code, it is your fault. But for 99% of the people with this issue and and chipping, listener, it is not your fault. It's not your fault at all. You're the last person. It should be blamed or caused fault uh, to this issue that may be happening on your machine. And I'm okay saying that. Like, that's just, that's silliness. From a business perspective, I'm putting myself in their shoes, listener. I'm thinking if there is a, a wider spread issue than I want there to be, and financially I can't afford, nor do I want to confront doing all of these playfield reimbursements, I don't admit to there being an issue, right? It's felt like that for a while. But that's where you stop. You, you don't keep adding to it, in my personal hobbyist opinion. Is that fair? Well, I did hear this interview, and yes, I, I found that response uh, odd. I'll just say odd. I'll, I'll just also tell the listeners, it's not your fault if your folks got divorced either. Oh, so oh don't, don't, don't carry that on you. Don't carry the play fields on you. <laughs> Is it ever the kid's fault? I mean, every, every now and then. Mm. I mean, sometimes it might be, but we don't want to tell them that because that could traumatize them. I, I know. So. Every, every now and then, it is kind of the kids. It's like, well, you know, it mommy sucked. and daddy had you to stand in line, and you didn't stand in line very well, so we're Shit. done. You just you kind of piss us off, kid. I'm not going to lie. I hate yeah. this woman because of you. <laughs> oh, what a, what a show. What a show. And if that wasn't enough, then we have Jonathan the Juice is loose juice, and he's making some odd comments about not getting Steve Ritchie on the show. At that point, poor Jack was like the, uh, the pinch hitter. They thought they had Steve Ritchie coming on, appearing on their show for an interview. As we all know, listener Steve Ritchie recently hired onto a designer role at Jersey Jack Pinball. Yeah, some odd stuff coming from the juice over there about why he wasn't able to uh, obtain Steve Ritchie for a first interview. I found that strange about vacations and Ken Cromwell and really odd, really weird stuff. But uh, maybe we'll touch on that a little bit later. I, th I remember, in fact, I think I heard it twice. I think it was brought up before the interview with Jack and then brought up with Jack in the interview. And I just thought it was a it was a strange thing to to discuss on air. Yeah, I you thought. could tell there just, was some stuff there. Yeah, it's just like, okay. I mean, because, you know, my nutshell understanding was that hey and you know again as you noted we'll touch on it later because jersey jack has an official podcast they were going to interview steve first and it seemed like there was some annoyance because ken who does the show was on vacation so mm -hmm. that interview didn't happen immediately meaning that uh all other podcasts were going to have to wait mm -hmm. but we have to wait for stuff all the time anyway so i don't i don't understand i don't get it like, I don't, I don't get why it's a big deal. In fact, there are people that outright refuse to do interviews. Exactly. So, I've so been, again, I, was I just thought it was last a week. strange, like, sausage-making behind-the-scenes thing that no listener really yeah, cares why about. Why make that public, and why act as if, like, uh, it felt to me like, you know who I am. And it sounded like it was a corporate decision, so what's Jack going to do about it? Do you know who I am? I am P and P and P. 
Did I get it right there? PMP. Yeah. Pum, pum. Yeah. I don't know. I remember when, uh, nah, I won't even get into it. <laughs> I remember. I'll just say that. Do you remember? Do you have the member berries? Uh, Jeff Patterson remembers. I remember. <laughs> Mirko. Whew. And can't get out of his own way over there overseas mm. now this is oh this is uh, of course i have notes from zach here listener but this is new to me i do not follow this thread so this no. is an interesting thread Mirko, who is the playfield creator uh for jersey jack pinball machines, yeah I, to my knowledge um all mine as well yeah apparently there's a big thread on this somebody's saying hey Mirko just private messaged me and sent me a a threat over private message on Penn's side, threatening a lawsuit if I do not remove all of the posts that I've publicly put out there with the problem playfield clear coat chipping that I'm having on my GNR. So apparently, I don't know what this uh, username is, but you, you can't miss it. It's always a burning thread on Penn's side. Mm. I'll have to read up on it after wow. we're done recording. It is a hot you know, mess. And this this aligns with, uh, there was a time where Mirko allegedly, note I'm saying allegedly, so don't come after me, Mirko. I've adequately shielded myself from defamation. You will waste your time and your money doing it. Uh, because you know, while I, I am not an attorney, I do know what I am talking about. Allegedly, Mirko did a similar threat to a Canadian playfield producer oh. a while back who was doing a, a Stern Electronics game. I think it was Stargazer and claimed that Mirko had sole exclusive rights to do Stern Electronics Playfields. And then that Canadian producer checked with Gary Stern, who said, we haven't given the rights to anyone. We haven't been enforcing that trademark. Oh, okay. You know, it was a, allegedly, it was a lie mm. to scare someone. Scare tactics. That's what this yes. felt like. Yes. Because it, if you read, because he posted the, the private message and it was like bleeding. I was like, oh, why would anybody put this on in written form it was like again do you know who i am i have you know i've eaten pieces I, of shits I, like you for breakfast before <laughs> you eat pieces yeah. of shit like me for breakfast <laughs> like that's what it felt like he's like i've made people lose so much money just in the legal process of loan do you want that it's like wow you see and that's i mean that alone in and of itself would be an intimidation tactic yes again that's what most uh, I would say, I'd say, in my understanding, a majority of lawsuits would be described as, uh, you know, not a plan to go to trial, but the cost, the fear, mm -hmm. the stress that it causes people. It's, uh, it can be very cruel, actually, to threaten lawsuits to people. Absolutely. And you know what, though, as a, as a brief aside, I'm sure this happens in all other industries and hobbies as well, Zach. But I am shocked at the number of people that in pinball that put really stupid things down in writing, oh. not thinking about oh. how it could be. It could be used against them later, especially in the realm of false claims and such. I'm I'm just absolutely flabbergasted at it. And you're privy to some of them behind the scenes. It's, yes, it's it's yes. amazing, isn't it? It's uh, I mean, guys, yeah, uh, talk about digging your own grave. Uh, you, uh, be a little thoughtful wow. before you start sending the threatening stuff. Holy shit! This poor poor industry. Uh, so yeah, so we got that. That's a whole shit show there. And okay. I just, well, again, I only know what, what we've just discussed on this. I'll have to read up on it and catch up on all my drama, but this is not the first time that this company has allegedly been involved mm -hmm. in such tactics. The interesting thing that I found, I was listening to Canada's pinball podcast. He is reporting that, and I don't know any truth of this, but he's reporting that Mirko actually helped with some of the bailout of JJP and has some ownership in that company. 
again, I have no clue if that's true or not. I found it interesting because I, I typically won't report things that, I, but th- it's relevant to this. And I found that interesting if true. Hmm. I'd never heard that before, but I hadn't uh, either. But I, you know, actually, I haven't heard much of anything on the ownership setup with how, it, you know, how JJP's carved up at this stage. So yeah. maybe I mean, there's so much great stuff going on at JJP. I hate that this kind of these clouds, if you will, storm the seas of, of what is a great team over there. So let's transition over to positive Jersey Jack news. Yay. Steve Ritchie. This is what I wanted to start with. Yeah, he appeared on the JJP podcast. It was great to hear Ken Cromwell host back uh, at the helm there, post-vacation. <laughs> Glad Cromie. Poor Cromie, too, because I know I know he's a great friend. He hasn't had a vacation in like five years. <laughs> the one time. And then he takes one. He even, at the start of it, addressed the whole thing oh. about being on vacation with, yeah. like he... I, surely people didn't think he planned to just go on vacation when Steve Ritchie was coming on board. No. I mean, yeah, guys, come on. And I haven't heard anyone pub- like in the general public be critical at all about it. But it's like when I have a vacation scheduled, I'll have stuff like public health stuff come up and they'll be like, hey, we want to have these meetings. And it's really important talking. I'm like, I'm sorry. I set this three months ago. I'm not yeah. changing it. It was a last minute kind of thing. And he couldn't change. He was like, what the heck? Oh, I can't get out of there. So, yeah. yeah. And we kind of learned about that in the interview that how quickly this all seemed to happen with it Steve. It wasn't like something in years in the making. Yeah. He talked about just giving Gary's resignation letter, like the week before he started. It, it was taped it to fast. his two white woods. It was very some might fast. say he did describe his working situation at Stern pinball as quote sad in March, 2021, when he and Jack Nary started talking and just wanting a change in general. And as you said, Dennis, he has two Whitewoods completed at Stern Pinball, but he is not sure if they will release them in the future. Do you really think he's got two Whitewoods complete? Yeah, I believe him. Yeah. I, have a hard I think time didn't he note that, that they were complete, complete enough. Didn't he say okay. that? Okay. Yeah, he said complete enough. It's just a Whitewood. He's done so many. Yeah. Well, we know that uh, they were talking about how long it takes a turnaround time from start to finish for a design for Steve Ritchie. And he said approximately 15 months. That's why I have a hard time believing that there are two. One. Well, okay. I don't think that most of that 15 months is the Whitewood. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and especially if it's, you know, normally doesn't he do multiple iterations of a Whitewood? If these are just like first go Whitewoods and it's like, yeah, it's good enough along if you guys want to turn a game out of these, but they're not finished state sort of Whitewoods, you know? Do we? Do you think sure. we see, Dennis, a Stern Pinball release a Steve Ritchie-designed pinball machine in the future? No. Okay. At least not these two Whitewoods. Like, if something happened and he were to leave JJP and go back to Stern, I could see that happening, but mm-hmm. I don't see them running either of these. Mm. And I don't see them uh, probably contracting with him ever. I actually, I think it's very unlikely. I think that Led Zeppelin is his last stern forever. You don't think George Gomez step in, clean it up a little bit, call it a George Gomez design? I don't because I don't see why, why bother going to that effort when with Borg, Eddie and Elwin, you've got your three cornerstones a year as is. So why would you need it? Hmm. Depends on Steve, how far I'm along. assuming Steve was on on salary, so he he had a job to do. He was just getting paid a flat amount. It's not like they're out any more money because of him, you know, having the Whitewoods yeah, ready. Yeah, I just, that's true. Uh, and George is so busy running the design teams. 
I just, mm. no, I just don't think so. Steve Ritchie did have a lot of nice things to say about uh, working at Stern Pinball. He said he had many friends as well as he, he called them family at Stern, particularly the engineering department. He's got some great memories from the Williams days, from the Stern days. He has a lot of friends over there. So that was, that was something that really rang whenever I listened to the podcast, JJP podcast. Is and that, I, I've heard from other people who have worked or do work for Stern that they really seem to like a lot of their colleagues. Mm-hmm. That, and a lot of people kind of see Stern, and as the big dog company, it's not surprising. They're sort of cold and corporate and not with a consumer's interest best at heart. But I, I do think that the staff that works there, by and large, actually do love pinball. And Yes, they do. Yeah, you know, and because they share that same love that they get along with each other, by and large, I'm sure there's. Well, and which conflict. company can you not say that uh, every company I've worked with, there's always people I love and think the world of, and then there's always assholes. I've been, of course, most of my career has been in really small organizations. So I've actually with like under 10 employees. So I've actually had instances where I actually liked every single one of my coworkers, but not every year. That wasn't always true. Do you think the feeling was mutual? <sighs> um. <laughs> It's so difficult to dislike me, yes. <laughs> Who doesn't love a, a witty post-4 p.m. Dennis Creasel in a video conference meeting? Once you get used to it, Once, it does take yeah. a little bit to adapt to. Yeah, but I'm, to I, I try and be fully transparent so people know what to expect. Man, you and I went back and forth uh, with the loser kids in private messages last week about Star Wars. Mm. Y'all ruffled my feathers. Mm. Well, better not listen to that uh, Silver Ball Chronicles about Pinball Two Thousand. Mm. If you really love Star Wars, you're gonna get extra ruffled. Yeah, you're gonna be a you're gonna be uh, ruffles with ridges by the Tilt time of that tilt face over here. Yep. And it was I think it was last week too, wasn't it? <laughs> I was in the mood. So, mm-hmm. for the record, loser yeah. kid, you're wrong. You are so wrong. And what did I say? You wouldn't know. You a, wouldn't know a great pinball machine if it bit you in the parsec. If it bit you in the parsec. Yeah, Which but, you didn't even use the word parsec right. Oh, I know. That's what was clever and funny and no, you didn't know what you were talking about. Like usual, <sighs> you just say words and hope that they get strung together in a meaningful way. <laughs> you're like a fire hydrant. We open you up and words pour out. Open spray. And your goal is not for quality of words, but rather to drown the victim. Who doesn't have fun playing in the city streets with a fire hydrant spraying into the into the streets? Everybody. That's, that's very Godfather reminiscent of you. <laughs> Just put up a good old fruit box up against it to get it to spray a bit. Homemade sprinkler. And then Robocop comes and turns it off. Yeah, you're going to wake up tomorrow with a horse head lying right next to you. Hope you don't have white sheets. I thought whenever Steve Ritchie joined JJP, it would be under the impression of a certain theme that he was able to design. I thought for sure the pitch would have been, here's some machines that you can work on themes-wise that we can get uh, if it interests you. Like That'd be part of the draw to come over. He said a lot of themes have been presented to him, but he has not yet decided which title it will be first at JJP. That was surprising to me. Yeah, he really did emphasize something that you and I have repeatedly ad nauseum brought up, which is the the value of license. Yeah, and host Ken Cromwell did ask him, like, what is motivating for you, Steve? What do you need to be in your games? He said, quote, I like a game to rock, to be fast, smooth. Went on to say, mechanical action, good music, good speech, great artwork, good code. Now, at that point, I'm like, Steve, you're just, you're just <laughs> naming every category. He did <laughs> say, quote, I don't do cute, end quote. I don't give, do cute. Don't do it. Golden Girls not confirmed. He's not looking for cute. 
he likes adversarial games. He likes a good battle. Ken asked him about considering an original theme-ish uh, or a niche-licensed property like a Black Knight or maybe a High Speed 3. Richie said he believes licensed properties that people know is just more appealing probably uh, to more people. But he didn't didn't rule them out in the future. Just it's not going to be his first title. He's going for a theme that everyone recognizes and knows. Sure, but I mean, here's here's the answer. Here's the answer for him. So I'm sure he probably already knows it. But he needs to do Fast and Furious, and then it's just a spiritual successor to High Speed. That's very much a theme that goes well with him with his style. Yeah, well, he loves cars and it fits all of those uh, things. You know, I want it to rock. I want it to be fast. I want it to be smooth. I want to live my life a quarter mile at a time. I mean, it meant everything family, he yeah. said. I just selfishly, I don't want that theme, but I think it's a good pinball theme. And then th- those that don't care for Fast and Furious can go, well, it's his high speed three. I'd rather be high speed three personally. No, we're not getting that. I don't think we should either, but I still think JJP is silly enough to think it will work. I I don't know why. I just think they are. I think after dialed in and the new investor owner team, no, I think they are not going to try that again. They shouldn't. And I I know high speed is not an original theme. It would be licensed. uh, But, uh, and Mm -hmm. in fact, Steve's probably telling them about how his black Knight sales were over at Stern. And they're probably like, yeah, let's not risk it. I thought the interview was going to be, it's JJP. Like I thought it was going to be a, a powder puff interview it wasn't it's like, it's ken he was asking some some good questions that i ken think doesn't want to just ask the same old stuff over yeah. and over he never did over with special when lit yeah he's an he says it tactfully and respectfully but well you don't have to be mean to to ask good questions that's a good point you weren't mean to spooky when no. they were on spooky Luke. but you asked good questions that's true but no Except the stuff about mr squirrel that was as weird well he asked questions that, that felt like an enthusiast was asking him. Like he truly wanted Almost to Almost like know. he is an enthusiast. It's weird. He brought up Steve like getting along with people or is it their competitive nature uh, when working with other designers or design teams. And Steve talked about it. He said competition inside or outside of a company is a good thing if it's healthy, if it's friendly. But he likes that, that friendly competition. That's why he likes these adversarial games. That's where you get a lot of that stuff. And they went on to say like him and Ausler and stuff would goof off and he lit a bottle rocket or something. There's a bottle rocket incident with uh, Orsler, Ausler, tomato, tomato in the Williams era. Well, you've always been sort of obsessed with fireworks nearly maiming people. So love you, Terry. Did you know that uh, Steve loves (laughs) drop targets? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Can you picture? I've never heard this before. Really? Yeah. He wanted drop targets into firepower. Really? He loves drop targets. He said his first JJP game will have drop targets. Well, that's good. I like drop targets too, though. Personally, I think firepower is better without them. Mm, to make it a just a ball buster or what? Yes. Yes. I mean, there there people do a conversion to put in the drops as it was envisioned, but oh, I didn't they all report it to be playing easier with them that I've seen. I think it would be. It's going to slow the velocity down of that mm-hmm. ball. And that's yeah. what firepower yeah. is. It's a firing. It's power. Firepower. The only thing I wish was different with firepower uh, was the ability to actually get some like 2x, 3x going on when you're in multiball because there's no points mm. advantage to being in multiball. But that chip set, that board set was at the extent of its capabilities. So I'm because people to... also have will put in code to do it, but you have to upgrade the board set and you can't do it with that system. Yeah, it's too much work then. There's no more. There's basically no space left on the chip. They maximized it. It's still firepower. I mean, come on. Firepower. Well, I have it on original code. Yeah. 
I was thinking about it though, and that's actually a, a change in mechanism use for JJP. Think about it, listener. When's the last time we've really seen drop targets? I think the, uh, the, the public burned them on Hobbit with so many. Have we really had many drop targets in JJP games since? Uh, uh, does Pirates? Pirates has a I... set, the map targets, but it's not a lot. I mean, Wonka doesn't have any, I don't think. Um, well, do we think Steve's will have a quote-unquote lot of drop targets or just like a bank? I mean, I don't know. GNR didn't have any. Right. Um, I mean, what's a lot? I mean, what's a lot to you? Like, in, when I think about I think Steve, like, he had, had a lot. I mean, a lot in World Poker Tour. I mean, that was oh, a lot. Oh, that was a lot. But outside of themes like poker and, and, and billiards, I don't know if a lot makes sense. I think he wants a bank. A bank of three or a bank yeah, of five or three what? minimum, but yeah, a bank okay. of yeah. Can can you have a bank of two? A, yeah, I think so. I don't think but so. I, I can't think of a game that did it. I don't think you can have a bank of two. Think of, I mean, I would I would call it a bank if it's more than one. I think that's you know it's okay to call three. it a bank. Do you think so? I think so. Minimum hmm. bank three. It's like a it's a it's a representation of a, a quantity, like a baker's dozen thirteen. Yeah, but two is more than one, so you're in, you're out now in a multiple. You're in multiples as of two. Yeah, but I think bank implies more than two. Hmm. hmm. Well, I mean, most of them are like in pinball. So I can see I, dual I drop mean, targets. If you told me there was a bank of drops, I would immediately think at least three. But okay, All right. but I don't know. I don't. I'm know. trying to think of any games that might have put two drops. Surely there are some, but I've Steve Bowden get it in the dictionary. A bank, minimum three. Uh, I don't know if we're ready to define that. Why not? Who else is going to define it? Well, no, I'm not saying that you don't have the right to define it, but I don't know if I like the definition. Well, you don't like what a fan layout is either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, design teams are, quote, very important to Steve Oh, Richard. really? Yeah. No, no, you don't need it. You don't need a design team. You do it solo. Well, he said initially all he needs is a mechanical engineer in the initial stages. But he talked about the importance of a design team, and that's a style he likes to utilize and will be doing so in the future. Does that mean new people coming on board to join his design team? I think he's just talking about he likes how close-knit a familiar group is. I think he really liked working with Tim Sexton. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't interpret this as a as a plan like to to necessarily expand the number of people at JJP okay. to give him his own design team. It's just at some point, he will need to be using it. In fact, I think JJP already used design teams. So, because yeah. I'm not aware of anyone who doesn't. I guess Scott Denisi on TNA didn't have a design team. That's about it. Maybe Pinball Adventures. They might have a design team. Uh, they may. I don't know. I yeah, mean, whatever do, uh, Team people. Pinball does. Yeah, team Pinball. He also is really looking forward to the full RGB effects that he was able to have in Game of Thrones, Star Trek, Premium LA, that kind of stuff. He's looking forward to that again. The, the quote that he ended with or that, that caught my ear the most was this. He said, quote, I have the opportunity to make a better game here, and I will. End quote. Mm. Steve Ritchie. So he's blaming Stern for the acceptance of what we've been seeing lately out of him. Yeah, he alluded to lower bomb. Okay. Well. And restrictions and everything else. So what's the, what's the expression? The proof of the pudding is in the eating. So I guess we will find out in 2025. You like pudding? Uh, it's fine. Why do p- some people have issue with the pudding? Why are some people so foreign to the idea of what pudding is? is Probably an, texture. Is that an American thing? 
Well, the terms are different. Yeah, I think like pudding, like they're like hearty puddings in the UK and stuff. I Ew, think that sounds chunky. Mm-hmm. I don't want. Like, I don't like that. I like the fake American stuff. You know what's better than almost everything is good banana pudding. Just good old banana pudding, fresh sliced bananas in there, some graham crackers uh, crust, and then uh, vanilla wafers on top. Oh, well, you could just eat a banana. That's not the same. I know. It's healthier. I love banana pudding. Speaking of yumminess, Willy Wonka got a code update, version 2.0. Joe Cass. Oh, wow. Everything's more approachable. Easier to get golden tickets. See the rest of the game. You guys got to listen to the Ken Cromwell interview at JJP uh, Podcast. He talked to Joe Katz about that update. I still haven't updated mine for two reasons. Dennis, can you guess one of the reasons? You never update properly, so you're scared. Oh, that's assuming that I do things wrong instead of just unknowing how to do it. Well, no, you'd blame the game, not you. I'm telling you that Rick and Morty bricked because I tried to code update. I don't care what anyone says. Motherboard went out when that happened. Yeah, that is one reason. I don't know how to do it. There's these things and zips and and etchers. Send me the USB, please, somebody. And the other reason, I don't know if I want to change it. It's why Wonka has stuck around longer than any other JJP I've played Didn't Joe say in the interview, you can go in, though, to the settings and then change it back to kind of how it is if you... I love the push that he made. He made a great argument. And almost one coming from like an expert, a, 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 a creator in pinball, saying, guys, stop getting caught up on default settings. Set them how you want to. This is supposed to be fun. I loved, loved, loved his interpretation and his presentation there. However, I still disagree with him. (laughs) I I don't want to change those default settings. It's a new default. So you're now out of defaultness if you don't update. Uh, I like the Mm -hmm. difficulty. The logic is undeniable. I like the difficulty. Nope, it was too hard. They've decided this is official. Official. I have only got three golden tickets once and I'm okay with that. I don't have to get the Valinor every time. That's why it would stick in a collection. Yeah, sure. If if you buy one just for the grandkids and, you know, every other weekend you put a couple games on, sure, play two. This is the new vision. They wanted this game to be able to be gotten to the end of, and it was not currently set up that way. This is the new default. They have decided the new default. You are now in anti-default state. You have now chosen. I'm faulted? Is that what you're saying? You've now chosen to set the game harder, which... As Joe would say, is you're right. I'm not. You're right not to do things defaulted. the same way as everyone else. That's why I had an issue last week. <laughs> I'm a moment maker, Dennis, listener. I am a moment maker, but can a moment maker still appreciate difficulty and appreciate being able to be a good shooter? That's why I was arguing with you and loser kids on it too. Some players like the but no. I think you could be a moment maker and like progressing through games in in such a manner stages so that's why we play video games people you're not you're not counting the coins in mario some of you are weirdos but you can beat that but also still be a a skilled player i think mutually well you're exclusive. never beating wonka until you do this update <gasps> and if that's I, what joe meant to say and if i do it's like i'm gonna keep lord of the rings so i can go get to valinor well i hope you like taking the glass off because you ain't would you get a tattoo with me if i beat willy wonka nope. No. Why not? Roy Orbison on your ass cheek. <laughs> Let's talk about Stern. Wonderful, beautiful little sexy company over there. Shupa. Shupi. Shupa. Shapai. I don't know. 
Stern Heads Up Invitational. I think it was a Stern Heads Up Invitational that was featured on ESPN 8 Ocho uh, two weeks ago. Is that right? Hmm. That was a bold move. Cotton. Absolutely. See, got that reference. I didn't watch this, so I can't comment too much on it. I watched the original feature uh, of this. so I, I, I didn't watch it either. Yeah. I think they just took the, the run and they compressed it down to 30 minutes. I don't even think they changed. Oh, I would have changed so much. But 30 minutes, I think. Um, it was a good showing for pinball. Hooray, hurrah. Thank, uh, thank everything for, for that happening. But production delays, more production delays due to part shortages over at Stern Pinball. Mm. This one's killing me. Yep. Kick right in the testicles, my friend. Oh. I hear all the all the producers of pinball are struggling in one way or another with production. So very quickly I will explain to you guys what has happened uh in the recent week or two since we've since we've been on last. I'm pulling this up right now. So basically here here's the skinny, as the cool kids say. Isn't that what the cool kids say? The skinny. Sure. So TMNT, I think Pro Premium. Guardians, Iron Maiden Pro Premium, even Jurassic Park Premium, Avengers Pro Premium. They were all supposed to run in July. Here we are in August. So there was an initial delay from July to kind of August. Like we're waiting on parts. Sorry, there's going to be a delay. We're, we're just, we're pushing these things as limited as we can, but we're trying to get them out there. Then uh, I think it was last week, we get an update to the update saying, we continue to struggle trying to get some parts, but this time, instead of just pushing it back more and more, we're going to have to make a decision. So the decision that they have made, I don't know if anybody's talked about this, is that the allotments that were supposed to be given for July or August runs of some of these titles, they're going to run them in August instead of bumping them to you know such and such. But the allotments that us dealers were supposed to get, Dennis, have been drastically cut. So, hmm. for example, if I was supposed to get 15 Guardians of the Galaxy in July, they're now running them in August, but I get three. The remainder will then be squeezed in somewhere between now and Q4, end of the year kind of stuff. Oh. And they did that to Turtles Premium, Turtles Pro, Guardians Pro, Iron Maiden Pro, Jurassic Park Premium, Avengers Pro, Avengers Premium, Star Wars The Pin, and I believe and Batman, Batman, they just bumped all of it back to not Star Wars, the pen to Q4. Now, Iron Maiden premium was the one that they said that scheduled first first week of September ish, but still unclear whether they're going to have to do that allotment cut. It's not getting rid of the allotment. It's just saying we can only make so many. So we're dispersing them out based on the ratio of what everybody's ordered and has allotted. But the other ones are going to have to come likely Q4. That hmm. that's that's hard. That's a tough one. Yeah, but I see why they did it that way to try and be fair to all their distributor network. Sure. If that's what you got to that's what you got to do. The other option would have been to keep a couple of these titles, run them in their entirety as they planned, and then bumping entire titles. So, yeah, I, I don't know why they I mean, that would be a, in some ways it would be a cleaner solution for the distributor, I think, to help you get your wait list cleared mm-hmm. at least on some of the titles. And you're not having to cut people. Like that's the tough part for me. And I agree ultimately with what they did do. Um I think that was the best decision because you're still getting flavors out there to everybody that has been waiting. But it's hard when I had to contact 20, 30 people and say, "Hey, you know how uh, these updates have been delayed for the last couple months? Well, now you're going to have to wait till Q4." This is why it's so difficult for me to get the first pro. 
And then people cancel, Dennis. They're tired of waiting. They well, yeah, I, I probably too. I know. That hurts a business. We don't get into this hobby to wait. Makes me realize why there are so many dealers that take deposits. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So as if uh, I didn't have, uh, didn't have any games to sell before, I really don't now. So that's, that's your update. That's what's going on. We also seen some of the accessories being pushed back as well. I think I discussed that last episode. Stern Pinball still cranking them out. They can only work as fast as the parts they have. So, And they're still making more than everybody times pff, whatever. There's been a rumor going around that there's going to be a price increase for the next title, as well as for every title going forward. That's the rumor. Have you heard that rumor? I had not. I've seen that approach done in other fields, though. They kind of did that, remember, with uh, Elvira and Batman. They said $500. Boom. Right, right. But those were one-time spikes. Mm-hmm. And typically, they'll do a price increase every once in a while. I believe last January, we got $100 increase to every other title besides Avengers, which was already increased 100 in the prior summer. But people are rumoring, I don't know if I believe it, people are saying plus $500 every title, if not up to $1,000 to $1,500 for LEs. It's not sustainable. I mean, if they were to do it, I can't imagine it would go for more than two years. I just don't see them jumping that high that fast. No, that's, I mean, if no one else is doing, here's the, I mean, because we have to consider the, the entire market landscape of pinball. You cannot spike pros every pro run and do three cornerstones. So by the end of the year, you've gone up $1,500 and keep the pro price competitive with what the alternative companies are doing. Absolutely. You see, you see what I mean? Like, like the whole incentive to the pro is that it's the buy, you know, aside from a few things like, say, uh, what Home Pin might put out, mm-hmm. it's the most affordable commercial grade pinball machine on the market. Absolutely. It would not take very long before all of a sudden you've priced yourself higher than American Pinball and CGC and you've got the most stripped down game. Well, they're close to it right now. We know that uh, Hot Wheels comes in at sixty two ninety five. Right. Right. They're right so, there. That would put them over. But. So there was at a, that rate, mm-hmm. I, at, at that rate that you have you know reported that the rumors are, I just don't long term. It wouldn't work, I don't think. I mean, I know Stern is far and away the biggest player in the game, but things are really different when the the company that has the largest economy of scale is the most expensive on their most baseline. It doesn't make any like it doesn't make sense from a cost perspective. Anyone who, with basic economics would look at it and go. Stern is is milking us at this point because they should have the best deals on everything. Yeah, a, a, a company like Spooky, especially when like doing TNA, for example, in runs of fifty, so you're ordering parts in groups of fifty, you're not getting the same discounts that Stern would get on those parts. So it just, I, I but mean, isn't that a market thing? Like uh, Stern could argue, well, wait a minute, just because Spooky's not ordering as many parts doesn't mean they have the right to increase their price like they did on the recent run of Halloween and Ultraman. Why can they increase and we can't? I did miss, I did, uh, I did misspeak. I did misspoke. I misspoke about American pinball, 6295 hot wheels plus shipping. Actually, they, they had a recent $100 price increase because of chip shortage. So mm. I don't know if that's a temporary increase, but they're having to pay more for chips right now. So hundred dollars increase on that. So we're 6395. Well, I mean, what I'm saying yeah, about the whole Stern yeah, they thing? could. I mean, they could raise it, but I mean, like, I always thought Stern was doing that when we were roughly seeing the price increase once a year, and it'd be like a hundred dollars per game. Yes, you remember like, like what we'd see with that. They went two years without a price increase. I do remember. Sure, that. sure. Entity's doing an increase every year. I, that happens 
in other fields. So I wouldn't be so surprised to see that, but not every game and not $500 again. I mean, you got to look at it and go, you're getting kind of, you're getting kind of goofy with those. I mean, it's, I'm having trouble believing it quite. I am as well. uh, The source, because it's so the, the economics are so pear shaped on it. I mean, you could say, well, pinball's booming and and people will pay what they got to pay. But at some point people are going to look and go, okay, well, you're now more than Halloween. Mm-hmm. Halloween's got a lot more in it. And Halloween's price increase is going to be, I mean, that game's going to be 18 months of the same game. So mm-hmm. it's like, or however long it'll take them to make it. So it's like, it's not the same as when you're like every three months, we need another $500. No one's going to believe that, that, that the, no one's going to believe that you needed it for expenses. So it's about profit at that point. And people can accept that, except you got to consider what else can I get for the same amount of money? And if I can start getting GNRs for, well, yeah. maybe it wouldn't appeal to me, but if I can get GNRs uh, for the same price as Stern Pros, come on. I see what you're saying. Well, at $500 a game, it's not going to take them that long to catch up. I think this is a one-time kind of global thing, but the, I will say that the source reporting that are spreading this news or rumors or whatever the shit that is, it's a shitty source. Uh, they're wrong more than they're right. Mm. And they indicated that dealers have already been told. And I can, as I always do, tell you the truth here. We have not been informed. As a, an official dealer, I have not been personally informed of any price increase at Stern Pinball. Not to say it won't happen. I think if we were given a price increase notification, it would likely come during their next release, the seminar that we attend for that next release. They would tell us. But I have not received anything, even if people were rumored to say that we have. We have not, or I have hmm. not. Okay. Well, I mean, I could definitely see price increases. I just don't think it's going to be every game at that dollar amount. It's just, I, I just can't. I don't either. I know things have gotten kind of stupid in pinball lately, but, but not that stupid. Oh, we were st- talking about spooky pinball. Let's talk about them a little bit more. Uh, Jack Danger went and streamed for Dead Flip, the Halloween and Ultraman games from spooky pinball. I have not, I seen like 10 minutes. So my apologies. I didn't see any minutes. Oh, well, shit. I didn't catch this. <laughs> we, well, I didn't catch this stream. Yeah, I, 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 well, they're sold out and minutes. the code wasn't done. I didn't care. Yeah, I caught a little bit of it. There was, it, there was some negativity associated with that. Oh, was uh, there? With that showing of Halloween, especially. Okay. Cause I, I, I did see, I did read other people report that it seemed like the general consensus was Ultraman presented a lot better than Halloween did. That is correct. That was consensus. Yep. Do you think that's just horrors that unpopular or was it just like the assets and the way Ultraman? Cause like code wise, wouldn't they both be basically along the same length? Yeah, I, code, I don't know if it was a rules thing or a visual same. thing. Yeah. It's basically the same. It's more of a visual thing. The feedback that people are okay. getting. Cause is, they're going to shoot the same. They're, they're saying that, um, the lighting is off. The sound, especially people were just really getting hammered by the sound, lack of assets and movie clips from the film. There was just a lot of stuff that people were kind of railing on. Hmm. They were really okay. railing on it. and watching as much as I did. I watched a couple full games or a full game. I, I get partially where they're coming from. Some of the sound, they just, they're going to have to add more sound pieces there, more scores, more. Like if you're on the upper play field, we'll switch up a sound a little bit. If you're on another upper play field, we'll switch sound. But when you have that that uh, piano playing over and over and over again, you're going to have to break it up. The sound hmm. effects that were in it that people were complaining about, I actually liked them because they were very true to the film. And I like the film. I came across not disliking it as much as everybody else. I'm not worried about okay. the game. Well, I mean... Spooky can always take the feedback that they receive from the from the stream and then uh, do whatever they want because they're already sold out. Yeah, they don't care. 
They don't have to care. I don't even know why they did it. I won't get into that. <laughs> so yeah, there was there were some hiccups all around, as there typically at this point is always to streaming <laughs> these reveals. And I walked away still preferring Halloween over Ultraman. I don't get Ultraman, I have to admit. There was some cool stuff in it. Everybody loved the music. Still felt a little Batman 66-ish to me. That's not my jam. But uh, Halloween, I like some of the animation. Some of the animation that they had to do themselves, I kind of liked it. They're definitely, I would take 10 times as much video clips, though, and call-outs. The call-outs thing was just, that was a stream issue. The uh, uh, Jack said something about a ground isolator loop that was preventing the call-outs from being heard. I hmm. don't know what to believe. I don't really know anything about ground, ground isolators. I don't either. All I know is the music was set too loud, which grated on people, and the call-outs were not loud enough, which people said, where in the hell is the call-outs? That's what happened. Like, it, it was at the, it was a higher level than the vocals of the players playing. So, of course, that dun, 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 it, it's going to get on your nerves. And the reeds. What do you call it? Call it reeds. <laughs> reeds. Yeah. Uh, I'm still uh, excited you know, sounds it. a tricky thing. I'm still excited about it. Spooky did share recently on social media a picture showing 30-plus pinball machines with connected play fields. They're building them. They are building them quite well. They all look like And Halloween if you build it, they will come. That was pretty nostalgic this last week, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I have to admit, I don't even like baseball, but seeing Kevin Costner come out of the cornfield gave me a hard cob. <laughs> <sighs> Chicago Gaming Company, the hell are they doing? Well, CCR. CCR. That's right. Creating Clearwater Revival for those that don't know the acronym. Have you ever seen the rain? Down on the corner. All right. Down just... on the corner. Out in the street. Playing the ball for the plan. Bring a nickel That's Billy and the Pope list. What? That's not CCR? No, no. No, it is. But okay. you, you said, you said, you, you named a different song and then you sang a, another song. Oh. I see. Well, that's just typical to me. CGC, did you know this? Matt Morrison, uh, we heard him in the, the correspondence segment. They're going to be at Southern Fried Gaming Expo. I might have teased that a little bit a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, yeah, there was a little teasing. Uh, uh, there was a little bit. A little bit there. Uh, so that's yeah. coming this weekend. They're going to have, I think they're going to have a booth, but I know that they're going to have a seminar covering the past and the present at Chicago Gaming Company. And the future, future, future. Future is now, is now, is now. I think they have, if I'm guessing, if I'm a guessing man, I think uh, they'd like to reveal this thing at Southern Fried. That's what I'd be guessing. Hmm. Do I think they should? Not if if they're not. We waited so long. Why not just wait till Expo? No, put them in. Make sure they're getting in boxes. That's what my advice would be. Get them in boxes. What's in the box? Do not show this thing the first time on a floor. Don't do it. You got to put it on the ceiling or bust. Don't do it. You need edited video. You need juiciness to get those wallets out. Come on, companies. No, you just need to say it's pinball and they all sell out. At this rate, kind of. Yep. Isn't it great to be in an industry where you don't even have to try? I believe if the rumored Cactus Canyon continued is ready, fully ready, then we may see it this weekend. I think their seminars Friday, Matt was saying, Friday at 7, 8, something like that. If it's not... I think uh, you're going to have to wait. You're probably going to have to wait till an expo. I don't like waiting. How long are you going to have to wait for? I won't be at Southern Fried, so I might as well wait. 
How long are you going to have to wait for Uraza from Deep Root? Uh, I don't know. I put this at the last because it's been covered. It was covered heavily last week. Go listen to Eclectic Gamers. Go listen to Loser Kid. Go watch the Carrie Hardy video and his investigative packing question mark. It's been covered. The only thing I'll add for a discussion point is we know that they took down all their social media stuff. I don't know if that's indicative. A lot of people are pushing heavy towards this is the end. I'm still not sold that this is the end. I'm really not. Yeah, it's just it's just odd. Uh, I've, uh, I mean, it's odd to me and I think it's odd to a lot of people to go and, and take down the social media. And when people start pointing that out and asking, the decision is to remain silent instead of saying, oh, well, we're revamping the social what, media. But or, what or good's the social media doing, Dennis? They can't sell games. It's like a spooky thing. Sure. But it's a, it's a, I mean, I guess, but what harm is it if it's an archive of what you've been discussing and, and shown off in the past, or it's also a place where the public or the, the pre-orderers can reach out. I mean, if they want to funnel it through email, okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, most organizations don't turn off their social media just because production's behind schedule. But it's a constant so, reminder of things that they're not doing as well as the consumer wants. So just erase it for now. Yeah, but that's, I mean, but that's... No one else does that. And I, I, I'm speaking hyperbolically. I mean, or, you know, yeah, there's yeah. people that I'm sure have have turned to that. It's it's an interesting step. And given that they did it right after that message purportedly that went out to the pre-orderers telling them that there's a legal issue with Raza. Yeah, that was weird. It's like, what a bad piece of time. Like, take the social media down a month before that message or or three weeks after that message. I mean, I don't know. But if they were I, done, I wouldn't why take... wouldn't they pull the videos from the website? Why wouldn't they pull the website? Why? That's why it's so weird, though. But why do you still have the YouTube up? Yeah. I, why take down LinkedIn? No one goes to LinkedIn for reveal stuff. I mean, it's so cer- why, it why certainly take down doesn't LinkedIn? make your company look stable. I agree there. No. And it's... And I think you could do it. You could. I could agree with you, Zach, about taking it all down. But there should have been an announcement on the website or something saying, "Hey, we've taken these down because they're they're not useful to us anymore." Or there's just a silence. And I I believe I've seen on Pinside some people claiming uh, they weren't screenshots, but they were claiming that they they as pre-orders would write into Deep Root, and they were hearing back saying, you know, don't believe what's going on on Pinside or, or you know, just sort of like these terms of yeah, things aren't things aren't what are being said on Pinside, mm-hmm. but they're not actually putting out any counter programming to it. There's always this thing that I find with people, and it seems almost instinctual for a lot of people, and it's like they think that being silent is smart. And sometimes it, it's it's the right thing to do. Like when we were talking about the Pinball News, Pinball Magazine podcast interview with Jack, mm-hmm. it would have been better to have stayed silent on the playfield issue yes. or said, we don't have a comment at this time, than to blame the customers. Mm-hmm. But in a vacuum of your own information, especially if you feel that misinformation is running rampant, you know, you, you have to you have to measure where is it, oh, I'm responding to every stupid rumor and I can't be going around doing that versus, well... But you're not saying anything. You need to at least let people know that, in my view, that things are okay, that, you know, we know that there's, you don't have to address every little rumor. But I mean, part of the problem is just the communication updates are not frequent enough at this point. Like they've been doing, they've been trying to do about once a month. And what they've been saying now doesn't line up with what was said in the past. Like, remember back at the start of the year, it was UL certification was why the games weren't done. Latest update, there's nothing about UL certification. Now it's a legal issue. And it's like, you've been working on Raza for years. Why is there a legal issue now? And they can't People hang have their hat more on. questions. They can't hang their hat on, Dennis, that 
they haven't taken anybody's money because they have at this point. No, and, and see, and there were a lot more passes given, as there should have been, in my view. Sure. When Deep Root, people could complain about Deep Root missing all those deadlines, but when they hadn't taken people's money, what harm was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay, it looks bad, but it wasn't damaging to the, the hobbyist. But now that money is in their possession, of course people have demanded a higher level, and I think Deep Root's felt that, well, we're trying to do that by directly communicating to the pre-order people. But those messages are all being leaked publicly, so we know they're not in constant communication. At this stage, as far behind as they are, I think people just need more updates than what they're getting. And when you start turning off other venues where updates could happen, even if they weren't using them, it looks sus. Yeah. I'm tired of talking about it. Sure. I, I understand. It's just, I think, I get it. They're they're in a really bad position just in terms of public relations, no matter what, because things are so far behind schedule on a company that has, by, I'm sure, its own admission, missed so many of their own self-imposed deadlines. All these deadlines were set by them, and they've missed all of them. I, so I just selfishly, I, they have fucking Goonies, a dream grail theme for me. And if that goes into this purgatory... That's all I care about. Hmm. I was ready to buy it, even if it's the shittiest game. I was ready to buy it because it was the uh, That's so sad to me. It, it is what it is. I'll find a way to make it fun. I'll add ramps. I'll hire somebody to add. No, like, you what? won't. Sure I would. It's Goonies. You just own it. It's you just own Goonies. it and be like, oh, I have Goonies. <sighs> Please don't fuck this up, Deep Root. What? If, if they don't ever do Goonies, eventually the license will be available to someone else. Yeah, eventually. I mean, it'd, ha- it'd be available to someone else eventually, even if they do do Goonies. So why do you care? <sighs> yeah, but I, because I think that somebody probably, this, this company probably feels so burned by pinball industry in general because this company fucked it up. They won't give it out to anybody else. Uh, I, uh, I mean, okay. That's I see favorite. where you're coming from on it. I, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't fret so much about that. Pinball Adventures can take it. For those of you who aren't squeamish, go watch that Carrie Hardy video. <laughs> I've not seen the video. I've only seen discussion of it. Uh, and keep in mind, listener, Carrie Hardy was one of the Magnificent Seven or Magnificent Eight. What is it? The Hateful Eight? The Deep Six. Deep Six. Deep Six Nine. I always want to call them the Deep Star Six because of the movie. Why do I want to do Deep Six Nine? Deep Space Nine. Oh. <gasps> Man, I'm a nerd. I hope the Cardassians don't come for him. <laughs> Carrie Hardy was one of those individuals who went there. He was behind closed doors. He's seen what was going on, and he is very, very candid about uh, some of the things that he'd seen or had not seen and making assumptions based on what he had or had not seen on this recent video. I'm saying if you're squeamish, like it's pretty bold. It is pretty bold, and he does something that I don't necessarily agree with, but he found a way to, I don't know what the, the, the kids do nowadays. with It's not a hacking, I don't think. It's like he can find stuff on a website, and he found the entire buyer list for Raza. Mm. The, the enti- everyone's name and information on what they purchased, et cetera. Well, if it's not true, I mean, yeah, I, and I'd read somewhere about hacking happened. I didn't know who had done it. Now, of course, the big question would be whether or not it was actual hacking. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He's just, like, no, it's not. If it was a hidden, pa- you know, if it's a hidden yes. page and you type in a URL and you get it, probably no issue. That I'm just when it comes he was, to actually he was, he infiltrating websites, one needs to be careful to yes. to avoid going into the criminal. He said it was realm. a major security risk on their website. He was able to info mine this information. He said it wasn't hacking. 
Mm. But I still, if it's not intended to see by the public, it doesn't feel good. Oh, was the information shown? No. Uh, he okay. he mentioned one of the buyers, one of the dealers mm. uh, that purchased. Mm. You know, it's it sounds like he did it relatively safe. I I probably I mean yeah, that, that's a touchy, a little area, risky so. there for me, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I it wouldn't be a route I would go, but uh, I I am risk adverse, so I, and I am risky if it calls mm-hmm. for it, like you'll see in the next segment. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for what you've been waiting for. Last week it was lying on a couch with a bag of peas on its head, but this week it's fresh, it's hot, it's ready, just like Grammy's buttered buns. Not like that, sicko. It's pinball market trends. Feels good, doesn't it, Dennis? Yes. Mm. Gonna brush off the old dust here because training up this week is Guardians of the Galaxy by Stern Pinball, both the pro and the premium models. Mm. Because they got pushed out again. <laughs> Everybody's wanting this title yet again. If I had 20, I could sell them. If I had 50, I could sell them. If I had 100, I could sell them. Because the pro right now is only about $200 on the secondary market below that of a new inbox, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's pretty close. I think that's going to get even worse as the year goes on. And think about it. How long have they been running that, Dennis? There, uh, there's only, it's got to be close to just pulling the plug on that, on that uh, property. Yeah, I was surprised when you were telling me earlier that they were going to be on the line again. I thought, really, Guardians? Yeah. I mean, I know it got popular after the code got flushed out, but it still surprises me just because it's so old. Oh, and it was, it was one of those rare once or twice a year kind of runs, kind of like an Iron Maiden. It's getting to the point. They're going to take her out to pasture. So, yeah, you're going to see that continue to go up, especially now that they're pushing and delaying some of those production runs. S- same thing for the premium listener. Same thing for the premium. Approximately, if you want a premium, they're pretty rare at this point. You got to pay new in box prices for a used Guardians premium with Groot Arms. I might add. Go ahead and cry about the Groot Arms, there, Dennis. I've uh, I don't think I've ever played that version actually. Also trending up this week. It continues to trend up. I could do this each and every week. It will still trend up. It's Ghostbusters by Sir and Pinball. All models, every damn one of them. From the objectively best shooting pro model to the, in my opinion, overrated toys premium model to the beauty that is the LE model. You're going to see the same damn thing. People are paying silly, goofy, spooky, ooky prices for Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? The guy on Pinside selling them. I would not overpay on some of these things, though. Dennis, would you pay $7,000 for a pro? No. Used. People don't care about splitting cabinet corners. People don't care about ghosted inserts. They don't care. Premiums? $9,000? This is silly. This is the example of the silliness that pinball pricing has become. See Ghostbusters. Having said that, (laughs) I still wouldn't mind having another one in my collection. Pro, preferably. Do you have a lot of time on Ghostbusters? Yes, uh, mostly on the Pro, but I have played the LE. You're a fan? I like Ghostbusters a lot. Okay. Only thing is, I wish the gap was even bigger. Sorry. Mind went in the gutter there. It was a good joke, too, but I just went straight to the sexual. I'm sorry. You can't talk about gaps with me. No, I can't really talk about anything with you. It's a low-hanging parsec, if you know what I mean. Trinning up Guardians, trinning up Ghostbusters. Anything else trinning up? No, that's it. Everything else is down. Trinning up next week will be that merchandise line. 
I hope people like it. I don't know. Well, now you I mean, have to, to be fair. I have presented them to you at this point. You have seen them. Yes, I have. First impressions. <laughs> well, and to be fair, you showed me some stuff that doesn't involve me. Sure, sure. And you gave me like a dozen different things to look at, so I was surprised oh, at just see, how prolific. You're leaking all kinds of stuff. Okay, yeah. I'm leaking. I'm leaking a number, but not all of that is related. Like that's not all related to the Pinball Network. Sure. So sure. that's just a disclosure. Like you showed me a lot of stuff. Mm. So um, like seeing my stuff. There's one I hate, and there are several that I'm fairly neutral on, and there are there were like three that I really liked. Wow, really liked. Well, I mean, now one of the three wasn't a TPN thing, so okay. I don't know. Well, then yeah, I don't know how much of a tease, how much more of a tease. Well, that, I don't normally tease. That's really good. Trending up is Dennis liking something and not liking, but really liking. Like there's there's one. That I intend to get. Holy Based moly. off of what you've, you've shown me. If that is I, not I think an it's endorsement. that good. I would love to see you endorse any other. I've never seen you endorse a product, but you are here. Nicely done. But trending down is the hatred that you have for that one. Oh. It's well done. I just. <laughs> it's just. Mm. I think I know which one you're talking about. And that one comes with its own caveat of purchasing. So. More mm. info on that to come. Also trending down this week is Avengers Infinity Quest Premium. Damn it, Dennis, you just played Avengers. And now here it is. And I made it trend down, yeah. even though I liked it. Touch it and trends down. No, Avengers Infinity Quest Premium. The only reason being that people are getting rid of them right now. Last week or two, we've seen a number of them fill up the secondary market for sale. Some of them sitting, but we're still... And the price isn't plummeting on them. The price isn't going down much. It's just, this is a general popularity. We're, we're seeing Avengers Quest premiums coming down a little bit or filling up the marketplace. They're still around 7,300. Because my understanding is with Avengers, they've got it set up so you can kind of like see the end of the game relatively easy. Oh, you're going to, you're going to bait me, huh? Well, I'm wondering if you think that that, if that's a factor, I'm not going to my understand that. from, from hearing from like, for example, my understanding is, is it's really, really, really challenging to get to the end of turtles on default. Absolutely. But it's not so much like just to see the end with Avengers. Is that accurate? Designers and coders will argue that they are different games entirely. They just share a simple structure and a name. I think it's bullshit. And I, I'm not going to take that bait. I'm going to say, no, that's not the reason why, because people generally well, love that. Okay, well, I was just going to say because still wrong. I, well, I do, I do know some people though that are like, once I get to the wizard mode, I sell the game. I'm kind of like that sometimes. So, I mean, there is a group that's that falls into that, and they don't, they won't want to turn it up to like they don't care about getting. That sounds mean. They don't care about getting better at the game. It's not about scoring points in the game or change. You know, they don't want to change. It's just like I saw the stuff. I saw the clips, so mm -hmm. I'm done with it now, and they move on. Which is oh. you know, that's just a, a way they like to own. Welcome to my side. Slowly, you're you know, you can't reach the wizard mode in a game if it doesn't have a wizard mode. Hashtag eighties games. Oh, hashtag Halloween at this point. <laughs> trending down hashtag is we. Yeah, trending down is Halloween. I can't not. I mean, look. You could. You could have not. I can't not. And I'm getting the game. Right? It's not. This isn't a bias thing. It's just after that stream, people were eh, eh, not as not as hot on it. And pre-order spots have shown. We see a number of pre-order spots. And unlike Rick and Morty that you've seen people making large amounts of money for, they're not for Halloween. 
They simply are not. There are some dentists that are lucky to break even on their pre-order spot. Mm. Now, you're going to see 100, 250 tops markup for an earlier run in the first 200, but uh, the market is dictating that a lot of spots went up post-stream. That's up for Ultraman as well, but I didn't trend down Ultraman because it at least got a nice reception from the audience. Fret not. This will trend back up once they fill out that code a little bit more and once people get their hands on it, I believe. But well, right, right now, I mean, the, yeah. the thing with Halloween, I think also, besides how it presented on the stream, to, to bear in mind is they are making a lot of them. I mean, they are. I mean, it's still false scarcity in the sense that they did set a, a raw count, but 1,200, isn't it 1,250 units? 1,250, yeah. I mean, that I mean, that's as a as a comparison, you know, because you of course had to before we came on the air, we had to talk a little bit about the the trading card thing. Sure, uh, I'll bring in like with wristwatches, which is a much bigger hobby than pinball. A thousand of an LE, even in that field, is ridiculously high. People go, that's oh, not really? a real LE. I wouldn't have that's realized too, yeah. that. Yeah, no, they're like not if you want if you want true exclusivity with watches. Some of them are like it's got to be under two hundred units. Ooh. It's got to be under a hundred units. You got to like, you got to be like, yeah, me and the Sultan have this. You can't get it sort of stuff. Sultan? But at a thousand, it's just too easy to get. How even many, if they're expensive. How many uh, was the new Ryan Clater? A hundred. A hundred? See, they did it right. You know, uh, I was going to tell you, but I'm glad you got one of those, didn't you? I did. As soon as I seen it, I went up like, I'm a weird friend. Like, if I see something that my friends, like my best friends really love, I'll try to buy it. And I did that, uh, did that for Greg Bone recently. I haven't given him that gift, but I did that for you. So it was a thought that counts, but it was already sold out and you already got one. Thank God. Uh, and I believe, oh, spoiler, spoilers. I believe uh -oh. it's already been announced. I saw on Instagram that Mr. Jones watches, which is the company that produced the watch has indicated there's already been enough interest that they will do another run at some point. What the hell? Didn't they limit it? You see, Ooh, has my watch been devalued now? Have I been wronged? Man, I'm assuming the the next version they may do some change ups on something. Probably won't have Ellie branding on. The I back don't of give it, a shit, so. Clater. What the hell? Well, I think on a lot of these, with the way that company works, is it just it chooses to limit uh, for special runs, and then it was already. I think it's known with them that they test those, and then if they're popular, they can become part of the permanent. What's collection. the What's the 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 watchmaker's name? Uh, Mister Jones Watches. Okay, Mr. Jones. It's not Mr. Guinari watches. <laughs> no, but to my, my sadness, even though like, I was on the interest uh, list, they never ended up doing another run of his uh, Ryan's first watch, uh, Step Right Up, the one that was sort okay. of EM shooter uh, target cool carny themed. That was a cool one. And finally, trending down this week is the juice. <gasps> Jonathan Juice is a bit too loose. Juiceton is trending down. I, look, I don't do the media trending down. I got in trouble in the past for doing this that. This sounds like the media trending down that you got in trouble yeah, well, for. You know, it's rebranded. It's another edition, right? <laughs> That's what this is. And I can't not. I can't not. I'm going to pull out a couple quotes from this, from this piece that he did, uh, a recent interview with Jack Ranieri. They talked about the PNP and P, not two P's. I'm going to read this quote to you. Quote, bad news. This is from Jonathan Juice. And the bad news is that still has to wait a little bit because of Ken Cromwell, who is the media manager at Jersey Jack Pinball, also has a podcast, apparently. And he also has a podcast, apparently, like you didn't know. And he wants to be the first 
to have Steve Ritchie on, but he's on vacation this week. Mr. Juicy goes on to say that, quote, now I can respect that someone is on vacation, but if you know up front that Steve Ritchie is going to be jumping ship, he could have recorded that podcast a week prior, I suppose, and not expect the world to have stopped turning because obviously everybody wants to talk to Steve Ritchie right now. And basically, they are telling everybody no, end quote. Whew. A lot of people, Dennis, accuse me of looking up for my friends, being biased, right? Mm. He's looking up for his friends. That's why he's, that's why he's speaking out about this. Right. Mm-hmm. I Sounds a, hashtag biased. I get hashtag accused of that a lot. And uh, uh, for the most part, it's all bullshit. However, this week, you're totally, totally correct. But the only difference being, listener, I'm not going to do that. No, I don't, I don't need to look up for my buddy Ken Cromwell, even though this is a pretty shitty and tacky way of publicly presenting for some reason you thinking you're so damn special to getting a Steve Ritchie thing besides the uh, before the, to the company's own podcast, which is somewhat laughable. But no, you got a history here, right? You got a history. I, I just present what the history says. The history says that back in the Twippy days, I remember setting up and producing the Twippy show. Oh, just like it was yesterday over at, uh, over at TPF and uh, Jeff Patterson kindly asking, Jonathan the Juice, Justin, and uh, Martin Ayub to present one of the categories, pulling them in. It's all teams, all family. Their response, we'll only present if it's game of the year. You serious, Clark? Okay. Okay, fellas. We thought it was a joke. Your joke. It was a pretty good joke. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's serious. Another instance I remember was them getting pissy because Jeff Patterson didn't quote them properly or something in the damn. Remember that one? Yeah assume that you remember it because I want to keep you out of this one. And then we have this. I would never present this information if it wasn't uh, more information I knew behind the scenes that made it so damn bad. And I'm not going to, not going to rail on these guys. I'm not going to stick up for my friend, but doesn't mean somebody else won't. I'm sure you want to stay out of this. That's fair, Zach. Uh, it sounds like you're a wuss. You want to stay out of it as well. Nobody nobody, nobody sticks your chest out anymore. Calls it out for what it is. Hashtag bullies, assholes, and dicks. That's all this is. Look, look. my dad used to say, listener, he said, he said you wouldn't worry so much about what people thought about you if you knew how seldom they did. Hashtag mic drop. Look, 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 Juicy. This ain't my first rodeo. No, no, you can actually hear me as well. Uh, also, also, my, my dad, my dad, my dad, my, my father used to tell me also, boy, don't ever miss a chance to just shut up. Does anybody share this sentiment out there? Haven't heard Phil in a while. Haven't heard me in a while, haven't you? Bullshit comes up. So does Phil. Thanks, Zach, for the opportunity to talk about the Juicy. Good guy. I'm, I'm sure he's a good guy, but uh, who, who the hell are you? Uh, am I right, Pinball Royalty? Roll out the red carpet. Here comes P and the P and the P and the P and the P. P-P. 
Pinball Magazine, Pinball News, Pinball Blog, what, Webcast, Podcast, Podcasting with Pinball Talk Guy. <laughs> your bullshit falls and tied on men. Start with getting a better mic. How about that? Catch, catch me outside. Phil out. Oh, okay. Dr. Phil. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. Was no Gary Flowers, but damn. Damn, Phil's heated. Thanks, Phil. At least Phil's looking up for people. Nicely done. And because of that sauciness, because of that saltiness and juiciness right there, there's no deals of the week. There's no deals of the what the fuck. There's only and ever will be Pinball Monkey Trick Trends. All right, Dennis, hell of an episode, hell of a show. Thanks for listening, audience and listeners. Where can people catch you? They can always email me over at eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Also, facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast if you are email adverse. Mm, after that market trends, definitely not. Do a, not email me about the market trends. <laughs> it's the pinball network at gmizzy.com. You can also email me at sdtmpinball at gmail.com. Straight down the middle. Uh, straight down the middle swag coming out next monday as well and if you're ready to buy a pinball machine gonna have to wait we get the <laughs> ding i mean <laughs> wait 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 it is what it is that's <laughs> right wait 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> get that wrapped around the back of your van oh wait 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 yeah oh i do need to show pictures of the new van ramp we do have a new product showcase this week though jurassic park topper back in stock at flipping out pinball hashtag bye 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 on that bye bye sure. bye I just imagine stepping stepping into your showroom and it's just empty. Crickets. It's got lights. It's got like those spinning things, uh, the 360 things for cars and stuff. The turntables. Like it's nothing like you are about to become. Oh, there's cobwebs, man. No, you'd keep it clean. I mean, no, we, I mean, we still have inventory here and there, but it's like a car lot right now. You've been to a car lot lately. Nope. Oh, trying to buy her 16 year old son. A, uh, He's almost 16. Buy him a vehicle. <laughs> it's like, nothing. he's six. That's almost 16. We got to give him a car now. There. Be waiting that long for chips. Otherwise. Jeez. Nothing there. Yeah. I remember when my folks bought me a car. Bye, bye, bye. And look, I know I'm, we're guilty. I, I get it. We shouldn't. But honestly, I want to get something a little decent that I can drive as well and share with him because I'm tired of driving the billboard on wheels. If I go to the bank and stuff, people are pointing. I wish it was as cheap as a Jurassic Park topper. See, it's all relative, listener. You think Jurassic Park toppers are expensive? Look at new cars. My my first car was $500. Uh, well, that's a little cheaper than a Jurassic Park topper, I suppose. Well, we got to factor in inflation. Email us at Zach at flippinoutpinball.com. That's flip the letter in outpinball.com. People have been waiting for Jurassic Park toppers, and I, I over-ordered so that some of you guys who didn't want to wait who are just being reminded now that you don't have a topper on top of Jurassic Park, need to pick one up. Also, believe it or not, holy hell, it's about time. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shooter rods have finally arrived at flipping out. But we have a couple more left. Get yourself on the Escalator wait list. I did order, eh, do I want to tell these? I I ordered maybe a couple extra for an expo special, but uh, now I'm going to have emails flooding in. Damn it. TPN last week, Silverall Chronicles. Dennis, you talked about it. We had that Pinball 2000 history lesson. Yes, it was very dramatic. I did like that one. Triple Dream Pinball Podcast. Numbers are huge. <laughs> Silver Ball Chronicles doesn't watch out. Triple Dream's going to pass them. 
And then, then we'll rename it Silver Triple Ball Drain. <laughs> Silver Ball Drain Triple. Yeah, not a competition. Did you see the announcement that Silver Ball Stories is gone? <gasps> I know. That one hurt me. Hashtag Tombstone. Yeah, hashtag too soon. I see he's doing yeah. something else. He's mysterious. Mm-hmm. He's very tricky. He's probably really looking forward to Halloween. Oh, uh, I think he might have one on order. Just saying. Final round pinball podcast is either freshly up from yesterday or it's going to be up tomorrow. I don't know. We never know in the world of TPN. That's right. That's how formatting and programming goes here. Keith Elwin is making an appearance on that, so I'm going to hear that. TPN this week? I don't know what the hell the gang's doing. I think we'll get a free play, maybe. What about uh, just another? When's that due? I don't know if Joel is... I think he's having fun with Triple Drain. No! That's Tom's show. Well, we all know that, but... Mm, yeah, I think Marv's having a little bit more fun than he thought he was. Well. I think they like that all these like uh, intro creators are coming out and fighting over who's going to do their intros and theme songs and stuff. That was that it's kind of vicious. It was a little vicious, still clever, and still pretty talented. I l- I'm sorry, Glenn. I really liked the submission that they had for their their segment intros. Kind of So just give up, Glenn, is what Zach's saying. Just I give mean, up. It's it's no Jerry Thompson. Love you, Jerry. Opening up the pinball show, but. It was good. I don't know what streams are going on. These, these, they are the gold standard now, in my opinion, the gold standard in pinball streaming entertainment. Those at TPN for Dennis Creasel, I'm Zach Minnie. And remember, don't do cute. You need to have good music, good speech, <laughs> great artwork, good code, <laughs> and always live your life a quarter ramp at a time. And always practice safe pinball. And remember that nothing protects the top of that pinball machine better than a brand new, officially licensed Stern pinball topper. Bye, bye, bye! Up. So long, everybody. I just can't stand the audio shit. I know, that's why I told the Discord. I was like, Zach, don't like no bad microphones. I'm not too snobbish, but like when it comes to just complete garbage... Why do it? My name's Zach. I like cowboys.